0: Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your holy throne. You, we can find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And, Lord, we do need you all the time. We need you every moment, and you know that because you dwell in us by your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us wisdom, knowledge, revelation, understanding, comfort, peace. You're the one who's called alongside of us to strengthen us, encourage us, keep us moving, stir us up, uh, encourage us to keep going and run this race with patience so that we can finish the course. So we thank you for your, your um, total, total care for us. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Amen, amen. So we're never alone, amen. You might be by yourself, but you are not alone. Amen. We got plenty company. Good company. Amen. It's good company. So we just love the Lord. Um, so today we're going to talk about how do you plead. Amen. How do you plead? And um, I was looking at these notes here, and I said, Did I do this already? And I know I, I we, I, I like. Preaching on the blood, because that that is the answer to everything, isn't it? And so um, I've mentioned the blood and all that, but I thought I'd talk more about how to answer symptoms and how to answer um, the accusation of the devil and how to answer negative thoughts, how to answer all of these things so that you can stay in perfect peace. Um, I think that's God's goal for us for us to remain in his peace uh, that peace that passes all understanding uh the peace that um uh never leaves us. amen He never forsakes us that peace that abides with us um, that and and to keep ourselves anchored in the hope of God so that the things that we are trusting God for and the things that we have already received by faith, we will have them. Amen. Like Mark 11:23 says, if you believe you receive it, when you pray, you'll have it. Amen. And so we're in the process of having it, having it all. Having our health, having our finances straightened out, having all of the things that we need um it, it's amazing sometimes how we can believe god for for um material things to a degree and then we stumble over certain things well he doesn't want us to stumble over anything he wants us to have peace about everything that we're believing him for some things may take a little bit more work because there's more of a challenge to it but you meet every challenge the same way and that is it is written. Amen. And I believe I have it already. In fact, it's mine now, devil. It, you don't see it, and I don't see it, but it's mine now. Amen. It's mine by faith, and I believe God. I don't believe what you're saying. And so when you start to understand the power of the blood of Jesus to accomplish these things, to have them already accomplished, paid for, and settled by the finished work at Calvary, then you'll be able to more readily respond. You know, uh, you'll be like Abraham. You'll consider not what you see, consider not what others say, consider not what the enemy whispers to you, consider not the things that you you think you're insecure about. You know, you'll consider not certain things, and that's how you keep your peace. It's in what what you let just go through your mind and not park in there and then you think about it see when the bible says consider it means to let that get your attention begin to meditate on it begin to weigh it and begin to evaluate it there are certain things that we shouldn't even give that kind of attention to because we've already received the atonement if you've received the atonement Why would you consider symptoms in your body? You know, anything other than just bring them before the Lord and say, now, Lord, your word says I am healed and I'm embracing your word. Now, if I need to do something like, you know, how do we attack this? How do we get at this? You know, God may say, well, just go to the doctor and get a pill or something until your word kicks in. You know, we all know to do that. Or, uh, you know, just hang on my word. I'll have this out of your system in 24 hours. You ever had a 24-hour healing instead of 24-hour flu? Get your 24-hour health, amen, and allow God to manifest himself in a greater fashion by his word, amen. Start attacking these things when they're minor. And then, you know, it, you, you won't even get to major things sometimes. it, it the minor things Will, will re, will, uh, be eliminated so quickly, they never develop into anything major. Amen. But if a major thing attacks you, you attack that with the word too. Amen. Now Father, I'm praying right now and, and I'm thanking you for healing me and I receive my healing now. In Jesus name, I've got it. And then you don't let the enemy bother you with it anymore. You, then you fight on a different level. Amen. Uh, you fight on the level of I'm secure in God and I have my healing and, and devil, you can't take it from me. See, that's that's a position we have to take as believers. That's how faith sees things. Faith does not see it as I've got a disease and how do I get rid of it? It's been gotten rid of already. So our problem is accepting it to begin with. So when you plead the blood of Jesus, that means you're healed. Because then the blood speaks to you, okay, you got it, you're healed, go on about your business. Hello. And your business is not wondering and worrying when it's going to happen. <laughs> Guilty is charged, amen. Because we all do it. Your mind's going to go to wonder when, wonder, wonder. And then you slap yourself. And say, oh, I got it now. I forgot. I got it now. I still have it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you, Jesus. I have it now. So you you begin to what uh, do what uh, Brother Hagan said. You school yourself into faith. You begin to school yourself. You begin to talk to yourself like the woman with the issue of blood did. You begin to school yourself into faith, which means you only accept the word. You only embrace the word. You only meditate on the word. You don't try to meditate on how do I get this done by some other means. Amen. You begin to just let that word minister to you. And I know sometimes it doesn't seem like it's working, but as much as the word, it will not return void. It will not not produce what we are meditating on it for. It must produce because it's God's word and it's final and it's already been adjudicated as they say. A judy, judy, adjudicated, A <laughs> adjudi, judy, judy, judicated. Amen. At the throne of God. So we're going to talk about that process a little bit and you're going to see, uh, how God views these things as far as our redemption our health finances whatever it is that we need that and god's provided for everything so there is nothing's new to him what you're going through he provided for already (laughs) hey amen no no surprise to him he knew it was coming Well, why didn't he stop it? Ask him. He's stopping it now. The stop is got to be applied by you. (laughs) He ain't stopping nothing. He stopped it already. You got to believe it stopped. Amen. You got to believe it's done with, over with. Not a threat anymore. Never was a threat. Never can be a threat. Never will be a threat. No threat. No threat. No threat. You're securing him. The blood secures you,'s got you like locked up in righteous prison, amen. you're in righteous jail, amen, you're locked up in there, amen. so praise God so in revelation twelve eleven this is where we start amen, this is where you start you you begin at the end of the book. this is where we we begin so it says here uh I always start with verse one because you gotta start from where it makes sense, and there was appeared and there appeared a, a, a revelation of twelve verse one, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars, and she being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns seven crowns upon his head and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered were to devour her child as soon as it was born amen and we see this scenario played out on the earth over and over and over again amen everybody knows that until a baby is brought forth there's concern amen because coming into the earth is is it comes the baby comes in through travail trauma amen. And, and tribulation because that baby's very secure in the womb and should be until the time of birth. and We've started going into the womb and breaking their bodies up and doing all those things, you know, but that, that womb was, was planned by God to be a place of security for that baby. That's why they all cry the minute they come out. Amen. There's a the trauma. There. You brought me into this sinful world. I was, I was fine until y'all messed with me. Amen. And so that, that is a foretaste of what life begins to be for a human being after they come into the earth. Amen. Baby's already traumatized just through the birth process. Even though it may be a normal birth, it might be an easy birth, there is that that passing through the birth canal where they have to contract to come through and squeeze through and and come into this world. And so when, when they come in, there's trauma already. They need to be. That's why babies don't survive. If they're not picked up, held, fed, coddled, you can feed them. You can stick a bottle in their mouth from the time they're newborns. If you don't ever pick them up and reassure them, That life is gonna be okay. They tend to stop having a desire to live. Amen. It's called failure to thrive. They see it in children all the time when they're, they're not kept warm. They're not kept, uh, secure and held, talked to and, and, uh, you know, getting response from them, normal response from them. And so there is a process where that trauma of the birth uh, God begins that process of mothering and nurturing immediately so that that baby will understand that it's going to be OK. You've been traumatized, but this world is it's going to work out for you, you know, and then they they kind of get the the hang of things and start to grow and and thrive. But, you know, in the first uh uh Six months of of development especially, you have to take them back to the doctor pretty often to have them checked to make sure they're supposed to do this at so many months and that at so many months and that at so many months. And so there's a constant check on them to make sure the trauma of the birth process is not hindering their growth. And so it says here, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. We know that's Jesus. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God, amen, that they should feed her there, talking about the church, a 1,203 score days. We can't count the days literally. Uh, God knows what the days are. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. So you're seeing chronologically something coming before. This is what happened. This, what we're reading now, is what happened to cause one through six to happen. Okay, And it says here, and they prevail not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. So, Salvation and strength had come long before man was put on the earth. You got me? It says, now is come, salvation. So salvation was already provided for before Adam and Eve fell. This wasn't something God cooked up after they messed up. Nothing that goes on on earth is something that's cooked up later. It was already cooking before the devil did his dirty work. And he says, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down on you having great wrath. Why? Because he's got a short time. Amen? And it gets shorter and shorter every day that we we are here. And when the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. So that looks like Eve. That happened in the garden. Amen. And it says, and the and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness unto her place, that's mentioned again. Amen. Where she is nourished for a time and times and a half time from the face of the serpent, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. But help was already planted for her in the earth. Amen. See, God's 55 steps ahead of the devil every time. Amen. Every, and that goes for us too. We are the church. We are her. And everything that he plans against us has already had provision that it won't overtake us. All we got to do is not yield to his deception not love our lives too much we can't love this world this is not our home amen we have to love the things that god provides for us and then he helps us to overcome so that these this world's goods we can handle them and they won't damage us amen he's not god cares nothing about a lot of this stuff that's down here because it's passing away why would he care about something that's perishing but he got to make sure we don't care so much about it, amen. That we would not serve him, so that we could have the things of this world. That we could not follow through on what he wants us to do, as as though there's something great about this world's goods. And so what the God, what God did was it says it it says here he spewed out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. That he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. But what did God do? God caused the earth, which is what we're created from, amen, to help us. And this is not new for the earth. The earth helps us anyway. We got to eat from the earth. If you, if you like meat, the animals you, you, uh, 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 they slaughter for food have to eat of the earth. Everything comes from this substance that God created called earth. Amen. And so he says the earth helped the woman. The earth always helps us if we serve God. Thorns and thistles don't grow in our gardens because we serve God. The curse is broken. Amen. The earth helped the woman and the earth opened up and swallowed the flood. Now what do you think that is? What's in the belly of the earth? Anybody want to guess? Say it loud if you believe it. Hell is in the belly of the earth. And I believe that God allowed what the devil chose as a weapon for us to later come and consume him and be his habitat. He he should be stuck with what he created throughout eternity. Amen? That's why God doesn't want anybody to perish. He didn't create Hell for us, hell was part of the devil's spewing. It came out of him, and the earth swallowed it up and reserved it for him. Huh? That's why people who serve the devil go there. It's reserved. Amen? Amen? It wasn't created by God. Amen? The Bible says God prepared it. That means he prepared a receptacle for it. When he came down into that, when he came after the woman, the earth gobbled it up and didn't let it touch her. It's the same thing now. Whenever the devil pursues us, amen, God gobbles whatever he's doing up so it doesn't overtake us, folks. We have divine protection coming and going. Always have, always will have, amen. Always will have. That's never broken, amen. And in this overcomers, we have to get this burned into us. How do we overcome? The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I plead the blood. Amen. That's my plea. That's all I stand on. I'm standing. I'm not standing on my good behavior. I'm not standing on my giving, my tithing, my offering, whatever it is. I want to be a free giver. I want to be that person that God can say, can you help this child of mine? Can you help this son and daughter of mine because they need this right now without questioning? You know, sometimes you want to question, well, how come they don't have their own money? What they do with their money, the same thing you used to do with yours before you got smart. huh? That's how you see. This is why God has us help people. So we can have that flashback in our heads. You know, I used to do that. And God had mercy on me. He showed me the right way. Or he had somebody help me. Or he set aside finances for me so that I wouldn't have to be that way. And he's taught me how to be a good steward over what I do have. And so, God, I'm thankful. Yeah, I'll help that person because I know it can do nothing but help me. That's how you keep money coming in. That's how you keep provision coming in. That's how you keep resources coming in. You become a giver, not a hoarder and not somebody who has to have it all for yourself and think about before you, you do anything whether or not you're going to have enough left for you. Nah. Pay your bills, do the essentials, but you, God takes care of you. You know? He'll ever worry about what's for you. God takes care of you. He'll break that off of us, amen, so that we learn how to trust him. If you can trust him with this world's goods, you're you're 99% on your way to freedom, amen? In fact, you are free. Once you understand that there's no lure, love not your life unto the death, amen? Lose your life so you can find it, amen? Give your life over to God and let him start to direct you. It'll amaze you some of the things that he will have you do. Amen. And do consistently. Amen. So he wants us to be as he would be in the world. Just think about it. I'm doing what Jesus would do in the world when I obey the Father. And that's all God wants from us. Amen. So we are overcomers. Men, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. That blood must be applied and we must have full faith and confidence in God to stand on the blood alone. Amen. You don't need any other props, you don't need any other help. You just want to to understand that the blood was total payment, it's total atonement, it's total covering for you. it, it provides every single thing that needs to be provided for our, our life and for godliness, for health and safety, for peace. Everything we need, the blood has supplied that. And so when you go to the throne of God, you go acknowledging the blood always. Don't ever take anything for granted. Don't ever, you know, listen to people who say, oh, you know, people who tell you stuff ain't necessary are sent there to rob your faith. Amen. You need to know that. You'll go, you, how do you, how you live your life saying stuff ain't necessary? Do we, you know, do you wake up every morning and say, well, God, tell me what's not necessary for me to do today. Well, think about it. You need to learn the devil's, you need to learn his, uh, fake language, <laughs> his, uh, his private language. His deep language, Amen. Because the minute God trains us to be obedient and to be mindful, then the devil wants to come and, and tell us we can be slothful now. See, obedient, and mindful got you where you are. If you stay with it, it'll get you where the, to the next step. But slothful, Mm-mm. that's not going to work, Amen. So, so we need to know that when we stand on the blood alone. We have total confidence in the finished work, in the work that Jesus did, honoring God, that he knows what's necessary and we don't. Other than that, we're trying to lean to our own understanding. We're trying to add something to it and and wonder if God really knows what he's doing. You know, that's what it is. It calls God into question on whether or not what he's telling us it says the the bible tells us to believe only believe and not doubt only believe amen believe before you receive and you shall have amen so it's faith alone amen and the things that that cause your faith to to come into action amen and in people who say uh, don't confess the word so much. You know, I've heard the devil say that to me many times. I said, just for that devil, I'm confessing more. I say what I want to say with my, what else are you going to use your mouth for anyway? Do you understand what I'm saying? See, you're not in works if you confess the word. Cause faith goes out every time you say it. How can you do that too much? Amen. Now there are times when you can get too nervous about it and you just calm yourself down amen, plead the blood again, say, God, forgive me, I got carried away here, I'm getting in the works because I'm nervous underneath, you know, if that confessing the word, listen to what you say, meditate on it, let it get into your heart where it settles you down, where you really believe it, amen, and you're not just being a parrot saying it because like it's some kind of Uh, something to do to ward off evil spirits, you know? (laughs) He's nervous and, here's my rabbit's foot, wait a minute, here's my holy water, wait a minute, here's my, you know, so many things we gotta shake at the devil to make him go away. You gotta have confidence in that word. Take a little time out to spend the day meditating on the word. You know? Just, Back and forth in the word. Back and forth talking to God. Back and forth fellowshipping with him. You know, that's, that's how you contact him. You're not listening from some voice to come to you necessarily unless it confirms the word. So open up your Bible and let the Son of God speak to you. Amen. Let him talk to you. Uh, Hebrews 9. So we're, we must have full faith and confidence to stand on the blood alone. Not anything you add to it, not your herbs and vitamins, but you stand on the blood alone. Amen. Now, if you got deficiency, go get you some of them little, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and now I do these things, like in the winter time, I'll, I'll get more vitamin C, but if I forget to take it, I'm not going to go crazy. You know, I figure the forgetting is God, you know. And, and you know, you take a few supplements here and there because if you deficient, like in the winter time, uh, the vitamin D level almost everybody goes down because you don't have as much sunlight coming in. And it's good for your metabolism to have your, your vitamin levels okay. That's only if you have a deficiency. After a while, you're going to start trying to live off those things you got to have your dose of the word before you get that in you, amen, and make sure the word is leading you to do those things. Because there are some people who have you taking 500 pills a day. You know, your body will be full of pills and all them them gelatin capsules they put them in and all that crazy stuff, amen, burning the lining of your stomach out when you don't have that capsule on them. Come on, folks. So you've got to use some wisdom with this stuff. You know, use it if you need to. Don't try to think that that pill is preventing anything from happening to you, folks. Come on now. It's not stronger than the word. And so always put the word first that in all things he might have preeminence. Always let Jesus have the preeminence of the word working in you so that so, so that you can get benefit from the word amen so in hebrews 9 verse 12 i'm sure i've made some people angry i make people angry all the time i don't know i mean you know people they get carried away with stuff and and i realize some people you know they've they've been overweight and have problems with their health due their weight and then they get started on some of these Health conscious things and, you know, I mean, that's good, but don't let it take the place of the word, you know? Cause they begin to applaud it in such a way that you can see they're really carried away by it. And, and it's good to have stuff that works for you, but that word is going to work regardless, you know? That word will help your appetite to go and help them cravings of things that you thought you couldn't live without. It'll help you pass up that drive drive through window where you get all them French fries and stuff. It real help you go get a salad and stick it in your refrigerator and forget the drive through and you get hungry. Say, what do I have to eat? Oh, this salad is here. Amen. Much better for you. Amen. So in Hebrews nine verse twelve. I know you want that salad on the side and the fries and. Poor little salad is going to get brown and wither. Them fries is gone, though. That chicken sandwich. (laughs) So anyway, in uh, Hebrews chapter 9, we'll start here in verse 11. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come. So you got good things coming all the time. Us all he ministers over to you is good stuff. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. Interesting. That is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his, excuse me, own blood, he entered in once unto the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified them to the purifying of the flesh only, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, through the eternal Holy Spirit, Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, what what we just said, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead. Otherwise, it has no strength at all while the testator lives whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood for when moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to law he took blood calves and goats and sprinkled it on all the people so that was a picture of what actually went on which we just saw in verses 11 down through amen and and he sprinkled everything with blood saying this is the blood of the testament which god has enjoined to you moreover he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry and almost all things are by law purged with blood so that's how they were made holy and without shedding of blood is no remission so we have been purged with the blood of jesus we've been infused with the blood by the Holy Spirit, just as Mary would conceive Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have been born again through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, all these things are consistent. They they line up one with another. So the Holy Spirit um, conceiving Jesus through his power. Also, the same Holy Spirit conceived us, who are born again of the Spirit. So we have consistent birthing with Jesus. We're the same. Amen? That's how God can see us being the same. We got infused with the Holy Ghost and born again. And that Spirit of the Holy Spirit living in us has annihilated all iniquity, has annihilated all sin he's just waiting for us to become aware of it amen it's already a done deal everything that would would be a penalty against you has been paid for it's been taken care of we just have to acknowledge it through our confession how did you get saved you confess with your mouth what you heard first would you hear that jesus christ was the savior of the world and your problem is sin and you knew it was sin because you felt too bad for it not to be sin. You know, most of us, when we got convicted of our sins, we felt bad like we'd never felt bad in our lives. And that's how we knew it was time to do something different. You know, I can't get rid of this. There's something missing here, something not right on the inside of me. There's, there's something is in, in until you found living water you were dry you were thirsty you were out of sorts and then somebody told you say this prayer just repeat after me your problem is you you want you need Jesus in your heart say this prayer lord forgive me of my sins cleanse me jesus come and live inside of me whatever variation of it you said you confess with your mouth what you believed in your heart everything you get from god goes the same way he's consistent So he won't spring a new method on us. You gotta confess. Number one, you gotta get truth in your heart before you confess anything. You gotta believe in your heart. When you read that, that Jesus bore our sins and carried our sorrows and you meditate on that and you say, but I guess, I got, I'm sick. No, you're not. He took that already. What do you want to believe? Well, I want to believe what, what Jesus said. I believe the word. Then you believe that you're healed already. He took your sins already, carried your sorrows already. There's no penalty against you anymore. Amen? The penalty for sin, part of the penalty for sin is not just you go to hell, but sickness before you get there. Amen? It's a process. And so if you can fight for eternal salvation with your confession, you can fight for everything else with it. Amen? Everything else will come to you by what you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth so in hebrews 9 what we just read it says when jesus died he ascended to heaven and sits at the throne of god he was raised up amen by the by the power of the holy spirit it says here by the eternal spirit he offered himself up amen just just like the natural priest the old testament priest Offered themselves through the blood of bulls and goats. Jesus did it by his own blood. Amen. And he was found sinless on all counts. So so when his blood was measured against his life, he was found having no penalty. Amen. That qualified him as a sacrifice for us. The fact he had no iniquity. Amen. He presented blood. In the throne room of heaven for himself as a human man, as a flesh and blood man, it was offered for himself, and it was found that he was sinless, so he was not paying for his sin. But by the eternal spirit, he had to have it checked out. He couldn't just say, I'm sinless, and let me pass. It had to pass the scrutiny of the holy spirit amen everything has to be legal folks as a man there were certain things he had to do and when it was found that he was sinless and he was righteous and that blood passed scrutiny that blood was not applied for him but it was applied for all of mankind or else we wouldn't be saved amen but he passed scrutiny got me Amen. So he ascended to heaven where where he applied his own blood to the mercy seat. Amen. And he was able, he secured eternal redemption for us. It was a ransom for our sin. Amen. It got us out of the throes of hell. And that sacrifice and that payment was made. It was an acceptable sacrifice, the required sacrifice. Amen. He was the only one who could make that sacrifice. He was the only one who could qualify as as being the one. Amen. The Messiah, the anointed of God, is the same one who was a sacrifice for our sins. The father judges. Uh, he is the judge of all. And is seated on the throne of heaven. So Jesus went as a high priest with his own blood. He entered into the holiest of all in heaven. And he sat at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Because he was judged sinless. He was judged he qualified. He was judged his blood was acceptable for everybody. Had to be acceptable because he was sinless. Had to be checked out. Because there was a law against mankind. Think about it. It kind of throws me a little bit too. But but every requirement. It wasn't that God said, oh, this is my son. He, he's perfect and everything. No. The Bible says he learned obedience through the things he suffered. He was being scrutinized and examined as a high priest by the Father every day he lived on earth. How do you like to be under scrutiny? You can't have no bad days. You can't have no down days. We feel like we can't live like that. Amen. <laughs> amen. But he was scrutinized every step of the way by the father. High priests are examined. Amen. By the father. they get, Before they go in to minister, they have to cleanse themselves and, and, and pass the, the judgment seat of the father before they can go in and minister. Amen. So Jesus applied his own blood to the mercy seat at the altar. Amen. That judges man and judges the heart of man. The accuser of the brethren tells us we are yet responsible for our sins. Amen. If he can get you to believe that you've done something that's holding up your blessing, holding up your prayer, holding up now, I'm not saying that may not be true, but that's easy to fix. You go before the throne of God where He you obtain mercy and grace to help you. God, if there's something I'm doing wrong, I repent. Show it to me. I want to be right before you. I want to be cleansed before you. I want to have a good conscience before you. Amen? And you you are forgiven. You just got to go by the checkpoint. Amen? And get your pass. As my father used to say, amen. He said, <laughs> Pastor Shirley say, he said, daddy used to drive me crazy with that. She would, when he lived, uh, he lived in an apartment and, uh, she would go up and clean his apartment all the time. And so when she would come by, he would tell her, he said, I keep a clean apartment. Ah, yeah. The people they come and inspect and when they come in here, they look and say, pass. And so she said, "Now, am I crazy or or is he?" She said, "I clean that apartment." She said, "He telling me he gets a good report." I said, "Well, well," I said, "Well, Gigi, at least you get a pass for him." She said, "Yeah, but I'm doing the work and he talking to me like I don't, I'm not there, you know. I didn't, I wasn't there when I cleaned up or something." So, but yeah, you get your pass. That's what we all working for. We working for that pass, and we get the pass when we depend on the blood. Amen. Not your good behavior. Not you doing everything right. Lord have mercy. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we do right what we know. That's that's as far as we can go with that. And the rest is is mercy. Amen. The rest of it God gives us grace to help us to do right the next time. We know when we missing it pretty much, you know, got to my confession sucked today i don't know what was wrong with me i got caught up and got a bad phone call and that took the day away from me you know before i knew it i was sitting somewhere saying stuff i shouldn't say and running off doing stuff i shouldn't do it just was what the, the all i can say lord is he laid a snare and i stuck my foot in it but I recognize that, Lord, and please forgive me. I want to have days where I don't have this happen, don't you? I know I do, amen. I'm not satisfied with well, it happens to everybody. No, I don't like it, and I'm raising the bar. I'm not going to be a hockey puck for the devil anymore. you got me i'm gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him around for a change i'm not that's not acceptable for me, amen. And so so he obtained eternal redemption. Amen. Eternal redemption. You're purchased out forever. He can't lay a glove on you forever. Amen. You're righteous forever. Amen. Because it's an eternal work. The Father, the judge of all, is seated on the throne of heaven. So Jesus had to go present all of this to the Father as a priest when living in an earth suit. Amen. So he presented himself by the Holy Spirit to the Father. Amen. Just like the earthly priests did. They washed themselves and the Holy Spirit covered them when they went in before the mercy seat. The whole thing. Exactly the way it was. What's on earth is a replica of what's in heaven. Amen. It's a copy of it. So that we have trained, we who who understand the word have trained ourselves in the ways of righteousness by seeing how the priest, the earthly priest, carried out the duties, carried out his duties of ministry. So he applied his own blood to the mercy seat eternal mercy. That's what that is. Mercy forever. Never run out of mercy. You can't go there and not have mercy applied to your life. Amen? It's always applied there. Amen? So so he applied his blood on the mercy seat where it, it ministers mercy eternally to us. And it judges the heart of man. Amen? Not your actions, your heart. Because really, actions, we don't know if they cool or not cool a lot of times. You know, it's like, well, God, I don't feel so good about that that I just did, but I didn't see no, no, uh, no (laughs) thunderbolt from heaven come hit me. You understand what I'm saying? God looks at your heart and he, he'll say something like, do you get a reassurance? You know, as long as you acknowledge it, you know, it, it's like I'm looking at your heart and I know you didn't mean it. You understand what I'm saying? You, you've been attentive to me as best you can. But the fact that you acknowledged it, that you knew it was wrong, that you knew it wasn't the right thing to do. Or sometimes we do things on purpose. No, we're trying to get away with something. He sees that, too. Amen. So you can't plead like, you know, you, you didn't mean to do it. You meant to do it. You was hoping not to get caught, but you caught yourself. Your righteousness caught up with you and it convicted you. Amen. It told you, uh, uh-uh, uh, you ain't going to do not, nah, nope. That ain't right. Can't continue to do that. See, the word will help you. To get out of this retaliation mentality that we have sometimes. Wanting to get even on our own, want to even the score. You understand we want to fight our own battles sometimes. Everybody gets tempted with that. I don't know about you, but I get tired of the devil banging my head sometimes. You know? And the people he uses kind of weary you out if you let them. And so you you get into that retaliation mindset. You'll be plotting how to, you know, and I'm talking about high school people. If You'll you be sitting up there in the nursing home wondering when they're going to check in so you can run them off to get your wheelchair on speed dial and, <laughs> and run them down the back stairs where nobody ever goes, you know. So we have to understand that. That You you know, God is looking at your heart. You know, your mind will try and plot and and plan all kinds of things. But vengeance is his. He said, I will repay you as well as them. See, if you think about vengeance repaying you for some of the dumb stuff you've done, you go easier on people. Huh? God said, let me have all of it. You ain't trustworthy, in other words. (laughs) You know? we're not i don't know what kind of pressure the enemy will put on you you know you ever had something to thought something or said something and say man i talked like that in a long time i thought that was gone they get waked up again got woked it up how to get woked it up the devil plotted boom 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 he says step here okay step here okay step here step here gotcha I know some of you aren't human. you just here for amusement, but <laughs> bear with me. As, as Paul would say, bear with me in a little foolishness. We'll talk about this. <laughs> but see, the accuser of the brethren wants to, uh, I would say, neutralize us as weapons against him, as overcomers. By getting us focused on our wrongdoing and getting us focused on our weakness and wondering if our weakness is dominating and we can't get the things we desire from God. See? So it's at those times you need to remind yourself what God told you. Oh, no weapon that's formed against me. This is not going to work, devil. Oh, this is not working. because. I can go to God any time and get forgiven see i'm I, I'm gonna let my righteousness talk for i'm gonna let the blood speak to you and give you a good lecture about who I am. amen, and so we can plead the blood to testify on our behalf at the throne of God, and the devil has to sit there and listen to it mm-hmm. yeah, God'll say she belongs to me, she ain't going, uh-uh nope, that don't stick to her. Just before you got here and started your tirade, she talked to me about that very thing, and she knows she's forgiven, eternally forgiven by your own confession. Amen? Amen. So so the accuser of the brethren tells us we're yet responsible for our sins. He lies on the blood. He tries to weaken the blood in our ears so that we think there's something we've done that's not covered amen so he confirms his accusations by providing some evidence in the natural and then so in the case of your health he provides symptoms to make it look like you don't qualify for divine health something's wrong somewhere i don't know what it is it's got to be your, you see what i'm saying Keep us or why hasn't it why hasn't this symptom moved yet see he uses a time factor against us when he can so he confirms his accusations by giving us symptoms of sickness that he hopes will lead to death he's not just giving you symptoms to harass you he wants you to meditate on them bring them to life, You know, as much life as you can with the Holy Ghost working in you. I mean, how much life can, can anything that comes from iniquity have when you got the Spirit of God residing in you? You got the Holy Spirit in there ministering to you all the time, the Word of God. No weapon is formed against you. By your stripes, he, you, by his stripes, you are healed. He's ministering to us all the time. He's our helper. You're not in this alone. the 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 scriptures that come to your mind are emanating from your heart when they come on the inside they're just not going through your head that's him helping you putting you in remembrance of calvary what jesus did it's already gone it doesn't exist oh my well what's this in my body it's a lie symptoms are lying to you the word is truth. Truth will always outlive a lie if you put your confidence in it. Amen. You'll make up your mind. You can't like be running out off with symptoms one day. Well, I've done it, so I can't say you can't be, but I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Just stick with this one thing. I am healed. Can't look at anything else. I am healed. Amen. So, he will he will try to confirm see he confirms his word with signs following too symptoms devil says uh uh-uh. you know uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. you you did so and so that's why you got this huh oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and if we let that become the last word he does not tell you he'll never tell you to repent of it, and God will bring your health back again. The devil will never tell you that. He'll tell you, he'll say, look at what you did. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. He's always vying for attention and stealing it from God. God says what? Look at my word. Pay attention to my sayings. Don't pay attention to what the devil, don't pay attention to what's going on in your body. Don't pay attention to it. Incline your ear to what I tell you only. You have to listen to the devil. So he he confirms his accusations by giving us symptoms. the The symptom is actually a false witness. The only true witness is the blood, the spirit, Amen. The water, the blood, and the spirit on earth, Amen. So we must enter in, enter a plea to this accusation. Whenever you're accused in your body, it's pain hits. Ooh, Lord, I thank you by your stripes. I'm healed. Pain leave in Jesus name. I, I said leave go in the name of Jesus. See, the blood gives you access to the power to combat these things when they first jump up. Amen. You don't have to let them linger and this and that and the other. I know a lot of times now you can get this any kind of way you want to. Now I'm not against calling for the elders of the church. In fact, I know many times you know if we something's bothering us and it doesn't move right away, you say, oh, "Okay, well when I go to church, I, I remind me to get prayer, remind myself to get prayer." That's fine. Don't don't ever stop doing that. Don't suffer because you think that's wrong to do, you know Some people just have legalistic minds. They think too much with this, "I can't do this, I got to do that, this is wrong, that's wrong. That's right. you know, the blood speaks better things than you beating yourself up because you can't do certain things. I mean, who told you that? But see, many times we get saddled with a mind that's religious instead of a mind that's renewed ask god to help you renew your mind so that you can think like a child of god and not think certain things are off limits to you you know we all do it oh god i can't ask god for this again i didn't ask so many times do it again huh? sometimes God will force you to keep asking, I mean not asking by faith, but keep pursuing things to break that religion off of us. The do's and the don'ts. I can't, this is wrong, that's wrong. According to Brother So-and-So Seven Steps, I'm not allowed to do this. And we got to wash that stuff out of our minds. Amen? The Bible is full of people that kept bugging whoever was in control to get what they needed and when it came to jesus what did he do he kept working with them and they came away with what they were looking for amen so don't ever think that there's right and wrong things to do before god there probably are to a degree but he's merciful merciful people now, Oh. You're down here asking me again? Well, you know, according to brother so and so, I gave him seven steps for you to follow, and don't come to me if you don't do his seven steps. Come on, y'all. You gotta learn who you're dealing with. If you as a parent, being carnal, evil, know how to do good things for your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you good things he'll help you get it right jesus ministers over your words so your words aren't just going up there and hitting god in the wrong way hey you got a minister over your confession you know what a minister does an advocate minister if he's ministering over it that means he's working on it to make it presentable to the father put it in a language that the father will accept that's what he's there for just like if you went to a lawyer you had to prepare a brief with a response somebody sues you and you've got to answer that lawsuit you've got to answer in their language or they ain't going it has to cover all the things that need to be covered It has to be put in a language that's acceptable to the court. Amen. It has to have a tone, a language. And that's what Jesus does. He's our advocate, our lawyer, our high priest, all wrapped into one. So when your confession doesn't measure up, he fixes it up. He lets you know what he did to it. huh? Because the next time you go to ask, the Holy Spirit will tell you how to phrase it and how to frame it. He's our teacher, teaches us how to be acceptable to the Father. Amen? God's not going to not hear you because you don't measure up. Let me see where I can find that. Because you know what? We get stuck there. We we spend most of our time trying to fix up our thoughts so that by the time we start talking to God, it'll sound like we know what we're talking about. Now don't we? That's what I thought. Uh, trying to find the Syrophoenician woman if somebody knows where she is. As you talk about somebody who was toe up from the flow up when she first came and talked, where is it? Like I said, Mark 7. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Claretta Tayara uh seven and okey-doke like i said 720 yeah it says here uh oh sorry about that like i said okay 724 and from thence he arose and went to the borders of tyre and sidon into into a house And would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. So what we have here, in case anybody skipped understanding, we have your basic B and E. In police language, that is breaking and entering. So here this lady is committing a crime, so to speak. To get to Jesus, Amen. He's trying to not deal with people for a minute. Now, how do they know he's there? He goes in, no doubt, shuts the door. You see, he entered into a house and wouldn't have anybody know it what makes us not be hid huh it's the anointing there you go it's the ano- the anointing draws that's your calling card all the time you don't have to go up to anybody and make them let you pray for them you don't have to force yourself on anybody The anointing draws. It also repels. It repels demons, (laughs) but it draws. Amen. So she followed him in there. A certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. So she's worshiping him, begging. See, this is us when we need something bad. Your first time you approach God at his throne, you tow up from the floor. Of, oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at what they done to me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Is there any faith on that? Just begging and wailing and crying and trying to get pity. I mean, she's throwing it all at his feet. She was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. And she besought him that he would cast the devil out of her daughter. So he figured out that much from what she was doing. Amen. And Jesus said to her, let the children first be filled, for it is not right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. So he's saying, you're not a child of you're not in covenant with God, in other words, you're not a Jew. I came to them first, so I'm offering first the gospel to them, and it's not right that I take that their portion and give it to you. Amen, but we know that faith overrides the law, okay, so what he's giving her. Is what she's got in her head, and he knows it. She's got do's and don'ts, legalism, brother so and so's seven steps, all the things that we carry in our carnal minds, and we operate from when we have a need. The first thing you employ is oh lord well let me do what it oh yeah yeah i gotta do this i can't do that i can't do that i can't let god hear me say this and i can't have a bad confession i can't have a you understand what i'm saying we all have that in our heads that's called carnality and it gets triggered whenever there are problems when problems arise in your life you do you very you don't often let the first thought come to you is God's got my answer. Well, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm casting my care on you. We kind of toss it around in our heads like a little salad. Huh? Before you pour dressing on it and partake of it, let me toss you this thought. If you will wait before you decide to do anything and wait on the Holy Spirit to give you your answer. How you answer go get in your word and let your eyes light on an answer to give the enemy amen that's how you arrive at god's answer for your solution even though you may have a bunch of scriptures floating around in your head you meditate on on those things and you seek the holy spirit for the answer this lady couldn't do that she was she wasn't a Jew. She didn't know scripture. All she knew was my daughter needs help and this man's been helping people and I'm going to go here and present myself the best way I can to see if he's going to do it. So at first her first her first approach to him is I'm going to see. No faith. She's kind of scouting around. She doesn't want to come right out and ask because she thinks she doesn't qualify. How many times have we put off talking to God about stuff because we're afraid of the answer he's going to give us? Scared it's going to be too hard. Scared we're not going to have time. Scared it's going to get away from us before time is our enemy all of a sudden. So she gets, he tells her what she expects him to tell her. (laughs) Oh! You mean a lot of the stuff I keep thinking I'm getting from God is coming from my own head? I think so. Huh? Especially if it's a no answer, if it's too hard, and if you're scared for him to tell you anything. Well, he's already told you a bazillion times, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Come on, girl, I'm here doing the heavy lifting. All you got to do is obey me. And what I tell you to do, you can do. Not too hard for you to do. Amen. Just go sit in the corner, read your word, get peaceful. Amen. So he says, it's not good for me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. That dog is a trigger word for her. Anytime there's a trigger word that came from you. If you get triggered when somebody mentions something, it's because you are the one that's carrying that. Got me? Amen. Sometimes we get around people and they say certain words and we're offended. We shy back from it when we hear certain things. Why? Because there's something working in you that's set up as a problem with that word. Amen? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, sometimes people will will kind of be making light of certain things, and we're mad. Because they're making fun of so-and-so and and -and such-and-such, and that's not even an issue for most people. But it is for you. So Jesus comes to move stuff out of your life that's an issue for you and a trigger for you. Why? Because triggers block our faith from being released. He got to get that out of you so your faith can emerge. So what did he say? Cast it to dogs. And she said, yeah, Lord, but even the dogs can eat of the crumbs now see this lady had thought this out before she already had an answer see she's got this argument in her mind already these people call us dogs they look down their nose on us he's one of them whenever you set god up as your enemy Your faith won't work. He's got to get that thought out of you first before your faith will work. Sometimes a thought will come to you, well, God won't do that. You know, I, I can't ask him to do that. You no, know, let me see what else I can do. Now I've done that tons of times. I did it for years until I learned, gradually learned how to trust him that he knew everything and he was there to bless me anyway. And if it was something blocking, he had a plan to get it out of my life. He has a plan to deliver us from us. So he can bless us. He delivers us from us all the time. Crazy thoughts we have. Oh, you know, well, uh, I'm not gonna bug Pastor Barb about this. Why? Why not? Why not? If the thought comes to you to go to your pastor, to get counsel, prayer, or whatever, God must have put that thought there, the devil ain't telling you to go get no help from somebody who can help you. But see, somehow you have this idea about this person that they're either judging you or they think, think small of you because you need help. Huh? When they're there to help you. Now this happens more often than than running water you understand what i'm saying Uh, we hesitate to go to the elders of the church because we know we did wrong there's people out there that have walked away from houses of worship not just this one but houses of worship who are on facebook begging for prayer when they need to go back where they left from but they think their weakness in in telling lies on people and all that is stronger than the blood of jesus which he died to redeem them from their own craziness you got me and they won't return to the house of the lord where there's bread huh just like naomi and ruth they heard there was bread huh and they went back Naomi tried to disguise herself, change her name, that ain't me, I'm, you know, whatever. That ain't the same chick that left here. She owned her wrongdoing before she even showed up there. You understand what I'm saying? But at least she went back. There are people that need to come to the house of God so they can be healed, but they won't come back because they've already judged the leadership as being against them because they're against the leadership you see how the devil projects that onto other people and makes you think you can't ask for prayer you can't get this you can't get that huh and you need to go back and and reconcile with people i mean if just i mean not not just that you have a need but you need to reconcile with people where you can you're gonna leave this earth with a list of people that you don't like because they did you wrong seriously like vicki Wine and say i ain't going to hell y'all i don't want to go to hell if anybody offended anybody here let me apologize to you you understand what i'm saying it's good advice it's godly counsel folks so this dog idea came from her and it was blocking her faith Hello. Ideas that we have that judge people incorrectly will block our faith. You refuse to go to the elders of the church because I was reading a testimony of somebody. It might have been Brother Hagan. He, he he was going to pray for this lady or somebody was going to pray for this lady Um and she said, "I've been prayed for by so and so and so." And that person, that minister, was smart enough to listen to God first. And he says, "Where where, where do you attend church?" And she told him. He said, "He said God's telling me to go to the elders of the church." Oh, I'm not going to them. Hey, they do. He said, "But they have your healing." Listen, the the man that was was seated at the gate, beautiful all the time. Jesus passed by him many times, but Jesus' name wasn't on that miracle. You think you can go anywhere you want to go and get what God has for you? If Calvary was a total work, it's going to do a total work on us. See, God's going to get your, your anger, your bitterness, your unforgiveness, he's going to get all of that out the way before you get what you want from him. You think you've been blessed, you've been living off crumbs. Isn't that what she just said? Why are what God's pre, prepared a table for you? You got a seat at the head of the table with the head man. You got a seat at the father's table. Why are you on the dog on the floor licking up crumbs? Come and take your rightful seat. How do I do that? Through the blood? You can't drag bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. You can't drag all that into the throne room of God. you got to get washed in the blood before you can go in. So Jesus said, for this saying, go your way. <laughs> You'd have told me off. <laughs> huh? Why did he bless her for saying that? She told how she actually felt before that she was dancing around trying to act all righteous and holy you know how we do get our confession right go to the throne god i thank you for this i thank you for that i tell say oh uh, wait a minute slow your roll sister huh let's get this that and the other straightened out you didn't come to me when this first leaped off because you thought i wasn't gonna give you this you understand me papa i'll get you straight amen Amen. Anybody that's had a good dad, or you know, you you got a good husband that takes care of the household, when he speaks, he lays down. He don't say much and don't say it often, but when he does, book it, Dano. Amen. Cause this one for the books, cause they mean it. Amen. That's the way God the Father is. When we go before His throne. You don't go shabby. You better go proper. Huh? That's right. You better go proper. And that way you receive what you desire. He said, go your way. You told me off, sister, because my people do call y'all dogs. And I don't blame you for not trusting me. Hey, you got me? Her sins were forgiven right then and right there. She ain't such a bad person after all. Maybe you can say the same thing about yourself. Amen. All right. Well, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Thank you for your word, for giving us understanding and nourishment. Lord, your word is food. If there never was food, your word is food. It's life and it's health to all of our flesh. It cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It satisfies every need. It gives uh, strength to the feeble, gives health to the weary. Father, it brings to life that which was dead. So, Lord, we love you and we honor your word and we thank you for your holy word in Jesus' name. So why don't we do our declaration again and again and again. I don't have Rona and she don't have me. I can't get Rona and she can't get me. And we thank you, Lord, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.